dancing or the Stardate 61284.222. Welcome to Star Trek Discovery Pod, a kind of smart, kind of funny podcast covering new and classic Trek. I'm your potentially genetically modified captain, Mariah Gossett. With me on the V screen, we have Clyde Haynes. I'm waiting for our, like, our origin story episode, the podcast where we just tell our origin stories. Mm. That's what I'm waiting on. All right. And uh, you're, uh, Genetically modified mistake, all to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> You're never a mistake in my eyes, Paul. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Tonight we are reviewing and chatting about Star Trek Prodigy uh episodes uh what, what episode numbers are we covering tonight? 15, uh, 15, 15. 15 and 16. We haven't had to go this high in numbers in so long. It's never usually past like twelve or thirteen. Like we we had to like go back into the code and just like you know redo the dates, just like Y two K. Indeed, my computer does not know how to compute. Um, but before we dig into these two episodes, Paul, how can people uh, uh, exactly do things with us? <laughs> I fully lost the transition. <laughs> hey, if you like what we're doing, uh, consider subscribing to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. And uh, all the links are at StarTrekPod.co. And if you love our content, which I know you do, uh, consider uh, uh, patronizing us. Is that a word? Is that a noun? That's, yeah. Is a verb? Become a, a patron. <laughs> a patron. Uh, and uh, just for $2 per episode. Patron? Patron us. Patron us. <laughs> you know, Harry Potter reference, everyone. Oh. Uh, uh, at Patreon.com slash StarTrekPod. Uh, Clyde, how can people engage with us in the live stream this evening? Have happy thoughts. No, um, seriously, if you want to engage with us, you want to send us your comments, you've got questions, then all you have to do, if you're watching us live, then type capital P, capital O, capital D, capital pod in the chat, and we'll uh, check out what your thoughts are. And in a moment, we're going to do a thing where you know what it is. And if you want to play along and give us your take, just type capital H, capital F, capital HF in the chat, and we'll take a look at yours. Core. After we right. show you ours. All that right. Sounds <laughs> not as after we tell you ours. Tell yeah. you right. ours. It's a it's an audio yes, audio we experience. Will, we will like, tell you ours. There was there was a glitch. We'll it just, it just came off. Yours. That's right. That's right. Yes. It, it didn't sound much better. Mind but... if you tell me yours. Yes. <laughs> All right. We are definitely members of Starflight over Starfleet this evening, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> Um, all right, tonight we are talking about uh, Masquerade, uh, which was directed by uh, Soong Shin, uh, written by Nikhil S. J Jai Harem. I got to start writing pronunciations for myself. I really hate that I don't do that. Um, and we will also dig into Preludes, which was uh, directed by Stephen Chang on and Soong Shin. And it's a long list, but uh, it's credited with every writer on the show for wow. episode 16, which they've done before, um, but it has been a minute. So it is uh, a long list, but uh, we appreciate y'all. Julie Benson, Shauna, Shauna Benson, Kevin and Dan Hageman, Nikhil Jaharam, Dana 
Anyway, you should look up everybody. It is a long list. There's there like we go. Eight of it's them. one of those episodes, everyone. <laughs> it's one of those episodes. <laughs> but we got some cool backstories. We're going to dig into that in just a little bit. But I, I appreciate all of the writers on here. I'm excited to see everyone's work. Aaron J. Watke, Lisa Schultz-Boyd, Chad Quadrant, um, and Deandra Peddleton-Thompson. All right. I mentioned everybody. That is all of them. Um, anyway, I think it is time for us to discuss episode 15 uh but first we gotta we gotta do a little thing we gotta do some (laughs) it's time for some hot breaks i gotta make some more videos (laughs) i I think that one is probably my favorite uh you know the the superimposed uh Riker on uh chris evans yeah like like less like, you know, like less buff le- Chris Evans. <laughs> Just slightly can less, we, though. Can we keep the voice, though? Because it's like oh, having a little bit of Grant with us every episode. Every episode. He stays with us. What did y'all think of uh, Masquerade? Clyde, let's start well, with you. You have to figure that I loved it. Because if you think about the last time we were on the podcast, I was you know, young and freshly faced and you're trying to figure out what happened. I just kind of hit that button in the back into of my the neck. neutral zone. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I, you know, I souped up my genetically enhanced and then boom, much like Dow, like facial hair just started growing at a rapid mm-hmm. rate, but no goo. Don't worry. There's, there's no goo. No. Um, I thought this was interesting. Um, you know, we get a bit of a, a chase scene. We get to see super morph, uh murph like murph just doing all kind of crazy stuff um it it was uh you know if you were looking for an action adventure prodigy episode this was going to be it with a little bit of you know some some backstory on doll and this idea of kind of him being like a hodgepodge of stuff um, and having to come to terms with who he is and his a little bit of his origin story, um, I thought it was interesting. That was a that was a a good episode. And plus, we had the incredible like <gasps> reveal at the end that just was was like okay, worth watching just to say okay, what happens next? I'm excited to see the next episode, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Paul, what about you? Well, I'm a sucker for a, a upgrade episode. You know, like uh, one of my favorites was in the next gen was uh, the ninth degree, the nth degree, you know, where Barkley becomes like super smart. Super Barkley, yeah. Yeah. And so like, you know, seeing Super Dow is uh, totally, totally up my alley. Uh, I think, uh, I think the resolution from like, you know, the, uh, the, the, the start, the Starfleet, no, the, the, the Dauntless Romulan thing seemed a little like I, I kind of want to dive in that more as opposed to just a stalemate. And then here's Janeway. And then now she's just sitting again. But aside from that, I thought it was great. The the reveal at the end where you find out like that Janeway's a ghost. Just kidding. <laughs> That's good. I'm like, wait, what? What did I miss? No, I, I, thought, I thought that was that was great. Like, uh, uh, I I think I, was, I had something that was, uh, like the admiral that uh, that Jane was talking to, was that Jericho? Yes. Because uh, because it goes like man, no one plays an asshole like Jericho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, like, oh, this is so good. I'm so glad they used it. Like, you know, like completely reasonable, but what you, why you gotta be you? I, I, I think, I think that was great. So there's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, he, yeah, yeah. He will always be. This is again. I don't know what's with me in these like old references, but he will always be like classic the, references. The classic. Thank you. <laughs> the guy from RoboCop with oh, the, yeah, okay. the uh, oh, that's right. That's OCP. Right. The head of OCP. He'll always like. It's like I met him as a jerk, and over the next forty years, he's not disappointed. <laughs> like <laughs> he can play it well, <laughs> like, very well. Um, like, yeah, I agree with y'all. I thought this one, you know, in in kind of watching both of these episodes today, I feel like they balanced each other out well because I felt like the plot was a little weak in Masquerade, but we obviously got a ton of exposition, and and I'll talk about the other episode um a little bit later but i i felt like we definitely got lots and lots of action this ep i thought the romulan um death squad death squad was <laughs> like it was done well for a kid's show right i was like how oh, yeah. are y'all gonna handle like this kind of level of violence that can ensue when you have romulan death squads involved <laughs> and then but, but it's um, really consistent with like you know uh the first episode of picard like you know with when they had mm-hmm. you know so like i think I, I like how it's of the same universe yeah and um i love when we get a um planet uh elevator shaft jump scene i feel like it has now become just like a staple of every series <laughs> we yes. have to have one <laughs> uh so i really enjoyed that and i thought it was fun to finally get doll's backs backstory um and to to kind of hear how he is processing all of that and i think we get like the bigger processing in episode 16 as well hearing more about everybody um in I'm like i have a question about that like yeah how do you feel do you feel like, you know, they built up the mystery of Dao's origins and then all of a sudden, here it is. You know? <laughs> or I feel, do you like feel like it's still a bit of a mystery. I do. Yeah. I, I'm kind of, I, I want them to introduce to me at this point a new character beyond Soong who's dealing with like DNA alteration, like, you know, these big, not so great experiments, right? Like I know they said it was a protege of mm-hmm. his, but I was just like, we use this character so much. It's like, how long in history is this name going to just like continue to haunt this universe? You know, like I'm ready for a new big bad. And that's in that it's a, area. It's a circle of violence. Like, you know, like, you know, trauma <laughs> begets trauma. I mean, it, it's, it's, yes. it's, a, it's a kid's show and it's so deep. <laughs> well, I, I think it's to your, to answer your question, Paul, and to comment on what you just said, Mariah, I, I, I think we haven't really heard Dow's backstory yet, mm-hmm. sure, right? Sure. Like we keep right. getting snippets, but I think there's more coming. And this is a kid show, mm-hmm. so my expectation is that Doll has a backstory that is amazing, right? Amazingly positive, because right now he's he's largely not. It's not that positive, so I have to think that the reveal is going to be it, it's an incredibly positive, data esque origin story um yeah i I see that coming cool it'll be interesting uh, to see if he ever gets to interact with like a data or a data like character yeah but i I agree it's it's interesting because now we've got this this soon character on two different reincarnations of 
of of Star Trek when we think about Discovery and Lower Decks. I'm just, I mean, not Lower Decks, Prodigy. But I'm wondering if we're going to see them on Lower Decks and Picard and just do the the whole, and, you know, and Stray New, New World. We'll do all five and it'll just be kind of a, a gag amongst writers, right? It's like the the Star Trek hat trick, you yes. know? Like. <laughs> it'll be a trivia. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a trivia question. Like, what character was influential when all five new series of star trek it's that's what it's gonna be yeah um would y'all so i thought it was fun how there was like an ad for this doctor as they're going down the elevator it reminds me now when you go up to a gas station and even just pumping your gas they play ads for you which i find Mm -hmm. very annoying i can't even imagine how long you had to watch ads on a giant space elevator um how long that ride would take for something like that but i thought it was a clever way to introduce the character of dr jago um would you let the doctor alter your dna if so what traits would you want enhanced and what would you want unenhanced (laughs) clyde uh there are so many ways i could go with that Many are appropriate, many are not. But I hope. Errol, <laughs> you know, Star Trek pod after dark, everyone. No, what I'm in. talking about is what I meant was like, uh, you can't see me if you're listening to this, but I have no hair on my head. So the first thought is like, would I like have it altered so I have a nice, nice, well coiffed afro? No, um, I, I think, um, First of all, the answer to your first question, let's say the real answer is no. Um, much like most of the stuff that is advertised to me on a gas station TV monitor, I am not <laughs> buying. Um, especially anything in the lot in the area of surgery, healthcare, or, or DNA replacement, I'm not getting it from a TV monitor and a space elevator. You don't trust but, the doctors with billboards? <laughs> not even a little bit. So. But let's, for the sake of the discussion, let's say the answer to that question was, sure, why not? Um, What would I enhance? Uh, I would definitely look to, like, read. I'd want to read faster, like, just be able to be quicker in terms of processing information, holding on to information. Like, basically, I'd want data superpower of being able to, like, read everything really fast and retain all of that information. That's probably where I'd go. What about you, Paul? Interesting. I mean, like, uh, I have no problem with gas station uh, doctors. <laughs> uh, because, like, you know, if they're advertised on the space elevator. You guys assume that, you know, they paid a premium for that. And so they're probably very successful, you know. So, they're, you know, because you want to experience that. Like, you know, uh, I think, like, you know, like, in my youth, I would probably have gone with, like, uh, give me the Bashir. Like, you know, just a little mental upgrade, a little tactile, you know, uh, a, a little more Olympic style, like, you know, uh, what you call it, the uh, hand-eye coordination. But, you know, as I've grown older, I would like the Bashir plus, like, the ability to to have a nice singing voice. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I- I've come to realize that, like, oh, I sound awful. <laughs> And, and it's not even, you know, it's not even that I'm out of tune, although I oftentimes am. But, you know, it's I'm out of tune and my singing voice is just grating. And I'm like, that's no good. <laughs> so, 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 you know, and, and, you know, immortality, you know, like, you know. Oh, really? All- immortality? 
like like you know i'd be okay just like watching all the people i love die <laughs> it's okay it's you know like i'm very boost about that like you know it's gonna happen so i'll find new people to love and then they'll die mm. you know i'll be like a vampire without having to drink blood that's called the uh, you know an immortal from the Highlander series. Hey, know. hey, there, there you go. Yeah. Like you know, there can only be Paul. He won. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but 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 I'm a, I'm one to take big swings with my genetic makeup. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think mine would be like, I'd love to not have to wear glasses. That's right. Yeah, yeah um, no. I'd love to be able to digest dairy. Um. <laughs> Those are some big ass there. I was, you know, I was as Paul was talking. I was thinking, you know what I missed out on? The ability to eat as much food as often as I want without feeling full, full or gaining weight. That would be a superpower in and of itself. Yeah, mine would just be like I could eat cheese and not want to cry. <laughs> um, that would be great. <laughs> mine would be big. the ability to cry, just oh. to feel emotions. <laughs> Okay. Well, if anyone in the chat has thoughts of what they would want to do, let us know. But let's see what some of the hot freaks are from the folks in the live stream. Let's check it out from Kuhn. We have Jellico is vindicated. Love the doll augment scenes. But how did they slip Q DNA in there? I mean, it's not like the Q we know is really that... Uh, I don't know. I feel like he's pretty freewheeling. I was going to say to get something from him. He, he was, he, he was going to knock up Janeway. He he definitely does not hold on to his DNA with any discrimination. No, he That's probably right. just thought it would be a fun experiment. Was like, sure, have some. Um, I feel like that's a vibe. Uh, Chippy says, for Masquerade, love this app. Brett was amazing. Who voices Doll? I wonder if Doll will ever seek out a data hologram to help him uh, help himself with being so unique as overused as soon is to make sense. There are protégés. Yes, I hope we get to learn more about the protégés um, and what that looks like. Let's see if any other hot freaks. Chippy agrees with me. Hate the TV at the gas pumps. P.W. Gregory on the same page as I. Better eyesight would be nice and simple. Uh, Chippy likes the Bashir. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would like to not have a bad back. Yeah, that oh, I also feel one. that. That's, good. that's, that's good. a good one. That's good solid, one. solid choice. Um, you know, like there, there's a there's a sea wasp. You know that is theoretically the <laughs> only immortal uh, oh. being on, like you know, like uh, on the planet. Like basically, because it can go back to, it can go younger. Interesting. Yeah. So you, you just look at like you know immortal. Animal? Do you look Does it, up it live it? underwater? Uh, I believe so. It, it's I'm just, convinced it, that aliens just come from underwater. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> they and, come uh, from space. <laughs> and so, what if you could, you know, what if you could reverse your your aging at will? Mm. You know. That, yeah, yeah. And and for forty nine ninety five, you could add. <laughs> I mean, the things I would tell 20-year-old Clyde, man, tell you what. Stretch. <laughs> I would just be like, stretch every day. Because <laughs> um, now I'm playing catch-up. But uh, Oh, boy. So in catching up with our crew here, they're in the neutral zone. They're working on repairs. They need to go down to Noble Isle to, to get a few things. Um, and that's where Dahl gets to learn a little bit more about his DNA makeup. 
And then we also have the, our, our, the start of our um, conflict with the Romulans who realize they need the captain in order to gain access to the ship. Um, and Okana quickly makes an escape in this episode. It's like, I almost had to rewind it and, and watch it back because it's such a like, not big, you know, it didn't feel like a big it's betrayal. Like, it was just ya. like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> like, Peace be with you and also with you. I'm out. <laughs> I will say that I am not a big fan of how they handle Okana in this episode. Because like, you know, in they in, really in built it, him up and then it was like just such like, a me- never mind. Down. Yeah. yeah and and Okana, Okana wasn't a, a jerk like in in you know in next gen. Like he's kind of a jerk mm-hmm. now. He here's what it felt like to me, right? It it feels like if you ever remember if you've done a creative writing assignment, right? Or a series where you write part of a story then you hand it over to someone else and then they write part of a story and then someone else gets it. Like you have these ideas of what's going to happen. And then someone else picks it up and like, well, I got different ideas. It felt like with Okana mm. you had a writing team that was like, Oh, we're going to build this up. It's going to be great. And then you had another team that came in and said, nah, not interested going in a different direction. And it, that's what it felt like. It was like, Oh, you it's think I'm the captain? Nope. And then you just run him off stage. <laughs> like, I'm wondering if he'll come back in some way towards the end of the series and that'll make this feel a little bit more cohesive um, from what you're saying, Clyde. Um, Because, yeah, at this point, I'm just like, well, what was even the point really of making this particular character O'Connor, right? Like this could have been any person that they met on a planet that smuggled them off. Really? The only thing he had was name recognition, barely, uh, only for us diehards, right? Well, this is his like... third series that he's popped yeah. up in, right? But well, it, it, is it? Well, what's what's next gen? Which is which is the lower decks? One? He lower was decks. the DJ. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, it, it felt like they were giving him as this this light guide piece, right? Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing about the Janeway hologram is she's a guide, a mentor to them while on the ship, right? But when they're on an away mission, they're on their own. Well, in the last few episodes, we've seen Okana kind of act as a little bit of a guide while they've been running around from people. And it was like, okay, well, this will be kind of like the chaperone when they're on away missions. And then boom, somebody goes, yeah, I don't love that. Um, and I actually kind of thought it was okay because, you know, he it, it, it was a very light touch, I thought, by the way he, he showed up for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens next and if he comes back. Um, we also in this episode get the reveal that Murph is again kind of a bit of a secret weapon. I last podcast we kind of talked a bit about um, how we weren't as in love with the metamorphosis of Murph, uh, and we were kind of like, why did we take something very cute, cuddly, squishy, and make him look like the Flubber character? Um, but we now see that there are some advantages, and and I I feel like it's probably more helpful for this character to be able to do things than just burp and slug around for sure but it was fun when he did just like burp and slug around very cute um but this was pretty badass i do like that they have to keep him in like a little ball to keep him from destroying (laughs) things but now he's the security officer which does feel very much like a kid thing to do (laughs) like who 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 voices murph oh what's his name is it D Baker or something like that. He's like a pretty famous voice actor. And I guess my question is like, it must be yeah, like Bradley Baker. Like, 
like it must be a kind of amazing to just get paid to just squeak. <laughs> I mean, he he voices like a lot of ancillary characters throughout the okay. series too. Okay. So he'll do like a couple of voices per episode. So I don't think it's just making like it, it's not Vin Diesel. Fart noises, like, I, I, yeah. I, I'm Groot. Right? <laughs> I'm Groot. <laughs> I mean, I think there was a line in here. It's like he's indestructible, but he still feels or something like that. Yeah. Just like, it's like that's a great line. Um, it'll. It, it, yeah, I'm I'm happier with where we are with Murph today, and they mm-hmm. needed a they needed muscle. Yeah, right. And yeah, because Rock it's... is too sensitive, I think, to be our muscle. Well, but I think that's an interesting kind of juxtaposition, right? So your muscle is the squishy character, mm-hmm. and your heart is the rock hard, menacing. You know, not to jump into the next episode, but monster s character. Mm-hmm. That is you know that's that's funny right yeah yeah i enjoy the the juxtaposition between those two characters for sure um aboard uh janeway's uh non-holographic uh janeway's ship we have um them kind of keeping track of what's going on with the romulans a potential they almost shoot and explode the protostar but they program the missiles to go the other way at the last minute when they realize the romulans don't have the ship uh, and it feels like uh, Admiral Janeway is at least starting to understand that there's something going on that these kids are trying to keep the ship away. Right. Uh, and she's starting to put some of these pieces together. And towards the end, we get the big reveal that Asensia is actually uh, a Von uh, Vonicott, uh, like the Diviner, which I thought was a very surprising twist. I definitely did not see that coming until this episode. No. I did not see that coming, like, at all. I was thinking, because, I mean, I thought that was a great kind of head fake, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was one of those things where I'm looking at the time, like, man, she's just really leaning to the diviner. Like, she has no idea how bad he is. And then, boom, it's like, oh, like, I did not see that coming. And, and, and did you see that she went to the the elevator doctor? Yeah, because she had the button on the back of her yeah, head. Yeah, see, it worked totally fine. Well, I was like, that's very impressive that it was able to get past like all of the Starfleet, sure, you sure. know, sensors and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the doctor does good work. Apparently, she uh, does. I don't think the doctor does good work. And if I had to guess, <laughs> what is it we call it? Like theory time, mm-hmm. Clyde theory um, time. Yeah, I think what we're gonna find is that that how they defeat her. Is the malfunctioning button on the neck? Mm. Mm. Okay, that could have some potential. Oh, so. and, and and if Clyde's wrong, everyone, he will pay anyone who who challenges him one dollar each. <laughs> Negative. So make sure you're subscribing well, to our Patreon. <laughs> well, well, one well, one strip of gold plated latinum, everyone. <laughs> there you go, latinum uh, for everyone. Like, uh, just 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 for some ship uh, talk, you know. Like we just got to see the bridge of the of the Dauntless, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the same bridge as uh, the the strips uh, the slipstream ship in the Delta Quadrant. So mm-hmm. like, did they just steal like you know the place? Because <laughs> because the Dauntless has that quantum uh, slipstream. Well, it's also well. a yeah, it's also a slipstream ship. Yeah. So so they they it, it doesn't look like a a Starfleet bridge. It looks like a 
I forgot what the, the name of the race bridge was, but like anyway, I, I, I love the detail. I was going like, but like when have you changed it? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> like you know, like uh, obviously, if it ain't broke, I'm, don't fix it. I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, that that, that 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 is the motto of Starfleet. Also, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but also I look at this and go from a demographic standpoint, the people who are likely using this have never seen the oh. actual slipstream sh- ship. So yeah, no, like, no, why it, not it, use it? They won't know. Yeah, little do they know, a bunch of older Star Trek fans would be <laughs> sitting, sitting here watching these. and then <laughs> examining <laughs> each and every episode. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh well. Um, do y'all have anything else you want to talk about for Masquerade before we dig into preludes? I, I, oh, I guess the Masquerade is the reveal at the end. I was going like, why is it called Masquerade? <laughs> <laughs> but now, dun, that, dun, now, dun. now that I, now that I'm getting it, like maybe I also get a brain upgrade more more than the Bashir, just because like you know apparently like it, it just a little that, wind up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Get here. Yeah. Get the these, obvious, you know, whatever. Anyway, these, these dreadnoughts are pretty scary. The, the dreadnoughts they, are pretty scary. They feel like something straight out of Star Wars, Attack yes. of the Clones. But um, are we getting into your or, your hot freak here? Should we? No, I'm just I'm just saying in general. Like, <laughs> in general, oh yeah, when he and, morphs out of the table. Yes, when like she walked in and was like dreadnought. I was like, what the? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it is time we transition to episode 16, Preludes, with another rendition of Hot Freaks! Hot Freaks! Some more Hot Franks. Um, Paul, we'll start with you. What did you think of Preludes? Well, uh, Preludes is what's called basically kind of like a bottle episode, right? They're just mm-hmm. hanging out and then they're just talking. Yeah. And it's interesting because, like, when you do that for a TV show, generally, it's because like we're out of money and we need, you know, we need to do something so that uh, here's an episode that's going to cost very little. But you know, when you're doing animation, like you know, you you, you still have to draw it, or you know, you still have to like create. <laughs> yeah. So so it's it's a remnant of like you know a production thing that like you know. So I thought that was interesting from a meta perspective. As far as uh, as far as uh an episode i thought it was fine you know i don't think i loved anything really i think like uh like my 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 biggest thought is like man kazon suck yeah <laughs> yeah Agreed. I'm, I'm trying to think of like if, like what what if they were an animal in the animal kingdom what would they be like you know what what's what's, what's something that's mildly menacing and just sucks like a hyena that, that, that's what i came up with i came <laughs> I, I i went to lion king and i go the hyenas like you know mm-hmm. they just they just they just suck although they their bite is very strong stronger mm-hmm. than a, a lion like you know because they had mm. they, they they eat bone uh but you know and this is hyena so many talk animal facts tonight paul have you been watching a bunch of documentaries <laughs> been watching the animal we, planet we, we got <laughs> sea wasps that's we right. got that's the bite of a hyena <laughs> that's right uh but uh but yeah i, I just i just, you know i was just thinking of the kazons and I, especially when they uh captured zero and they had the visor on i got like how'd they know to do that you know but like it's all these but you know the touch is, is great because i go like uh, yeah anyway I just I just walked away with like this isn't the intent of the episode, but the my takeaway was 
Kazans always suck. <laughs> it was Hot quite break. the pattern. They really set it up that way. Yeah. yeah. Cl Clyde, what about you? <laughs> you know, I um I've often said on this podcast that I hate like flashback episodes. Mm. Like they're just a waste to me. It's like, look, I've already watched these episodes. Why are you giving me clips of them again? Right. But what I do appreciate, the two things that I do love, and I've said this a few times, I've said the first one, Tim, is I love a good team up. I'm always here for a team up. And I'm actually always here for a good origin story. And I thought that we got some, uh, some nice origin backstory because we've been kind of moving along for a long time, not really knowing um, where these kids have come from. And so now, like, we've seen how they ended up. In, in a way that says, okay, this is how this is Rock Talk. And I was like, wow, Rock Talk's backstory fitting, makes sense. Zero's backstory was kind of interesting, right? Because you see this transformation of her being very, very free to now being in this suit. Um, you got to even see uh, Jangum Pog's backstory where I was kind of like, all right, I didn't kind of see that coming. Um, and then what was even more interesting is you got to see kind of the diviner's backstory mm -hmm. it was like oh okay so this is we've been hearing like so mad at the federation we're so mad at the federation they're so awful and we're like why and so now we see their backstory so it feels like it filled in some some pieces but paul to your point yeah they largely just sat around the campfire uh telling stories and trying to fix the ship yeah i i agree with both of y'all it was like it was a lot of information to get dumped in one episode. Like I feel one like one twenty-three a... minute episode of what it is. It that's like... that's kind of why I was like these felt like a good pairing, but it was like moments where I was like, oh, I wish we had gotten like some of this in the other episode because that one felt so light mm -hmm. on like character development versus like this episode was nothing but character backstory across the board. Especially, I think the story of of the diviner and like the the legacy there was like so much to kind of like mm -hmm. take in right at the top of the episode um and the story of solemn and their planet but in hearing that um and th and that's you know kind of generally my top my my hot freak but i uh, overall i enjoyed the episode S specifically i enjoyed the variation of animation style and approach mm -hmm. which i found really sure. interesting and you could see, I felt like you could really see that there were different writers handling everyone's story, which I enjoyed seeing how everyone approaches the character development in different ways. Um, and some of that was reflected in the animation, uh, specifically around Solemn, which I thought was interesting. They used very like kind of Soviet Cold War era, like poster art inspo i felt like there were some really interesting pieces there um especially if you go back and look at like when they're looking at the ship and it's all the still frame stuff before they kind of move into it felt very poster like poster prints um which i thought was a cool way to handle the backstory there but in hearing their story which was essentially like the federation showed up some of us felt like we should join some of us felt like we shouldn't join so then we dived into civil war it's like that huge blame on Starfleet to me feels like a stretch. I was thinking the same thing. Like it feels a little thin. Like you just well, I, I like I, I not to defend the diviner and the vindicator, 
but like you know there's probably more to it than that like you know, right which, it, uh, you know it, it, this is just their so like this is like their propaganda story that they tell themselves right exactly um but it which is what i'm assuming is why they're using this kind of like propaganda, propaganda. poster i was like oh this is their this is what they've been told is mm -hmm. the reason for all of this right um, but it is something I wish we had gotten a little bit of more from the diviner prior to now, because then I think I would feel like this was juice. I don't know. Like it was so many details to get at once that I was like, I, okay, here's everything laid out. This is a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, like, like on occasion I'll mention Robotech, uh, and then Clyde will smile. Robotech. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, you know, but there, like, like in, in the very classic, uh, like, episodic storytelling, like, usually one person gets the backstory, right? Like, you know, in an episode. And that way you can focus on that person and that emotional beat. Right, uh, whereas right now, like, in some ways, people are emotionally stepping on each other mm -hmm. because it's, it's just so much, it's so, time, uh, so much at once. You know, like, it's, but it's a kid's show, so I, I see why they did it. But, like, I can't imagine this is a, kids favorite episode of you know uh in some ways you 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 made you slowed down so much to get the exposition uh but it's interesting i think it depends i think it depends because i think if you were a rock talk like fan this was a great a mm -hmm. great vignette for rock right like mm -hmm. you've wanted to see rock in this kind of both as this stall worth kind of incredible force but also with a tender heart and you got it all mm -hmm. right okay. so but imagine uh like going on a mission and all of a sudden rock meets her the person who sold her away and then she gives the backstory then they have to deal with that person imagine that story coming out that way that would take a whole 23 minutes uh as opposed to just this little vignette because like i yeah. truthfully like you could theoretically go without seeing this episode uh and there's you you haven't missed anything because like everyone's backstory is sort of irrelevant to where they are now right I'd say except for the story of solomon, uh, of solomon. like yeah, yeah. Sure. sure uh so like so in in some ways like i put i feel like this episode uh shifted into neutral a little bit mm-hmm and so it may be, you know, that's literally the purpose of a campfire scene or an episode. So uh, I'm not I'm not dropping any insights here. <laughs> um, just... Well, yeah, I think to jump on what y'all are talking about specifically, I really enjoyed um, Rock's backstory and seeing how she, you know, was kind of like, yeah, I lived kind of like a not great life. But and I am very interested how Rock even got, got into there. that position. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, Cause it already was like, Oh no, you went from like being like in a bad situation to an even worse situation. <laughs> like it was like, you made the most out of a bad situation mm -hmm. and then you went into something even worse. Um, I, I do love that. It just parallels Conan the barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I, I was, I wrote WWE was my note. Yeah. <laughs> it was just rock WWE. Um, and then we have Zero, who tells the story of like kind of this magical exploration time, and then gets it, it's like dark ET, dark ET, yeah, That's right. Like ET comes around, and all of a sudden, like you know, the Fed get them and uh, gets ET instead of like Elliot. Yeah, 
And then for Jankum, I wrote The Ship of Orphans. He wakes up. It's kind of like that bad Chris Pratt movie, but with a better ending. Passengers? <laughs> yeah. There was literally a comment in here. Uh, Karen said, Passenger had passenger vibes. Yeah. No. Like, in, in some ways, Jankum has become my favorite character. N- not, not necessarily to watch. But like you know, he is so simplistic in mm-hmm. how he sees the world, and it's pretty much like if you could get past the fact that he can be a jerk and 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 rough, he has like kind of like a really good heart that you don't. He doesn't really like you know, like you give him a task, he doesn't. Although he he bitches about it, he doesn't really. He just does it, yeah. you know. And then like you know, oh well. I have to leave. I have to sacrifice myself in order to save everyone else. I guess I'm doing that. Well, and and this is the second time we've seen him do it, right? Like he was willing to do that when they were on the Starflight planet and was like, I'm going to jump into this shuttle and try to fix this. Right. So yeah. So so he's like, he's great. Yeah. Like, you know, he might not have all the polish that everyone else has, but like, you know, at his core, like he is, he's, he's the person you want in your corner. Well, mm-hmm. it's it's fascinating because normally when people talk about themselves in the third person more than once, right? Mm-hmm. I give you one. After that, I'm like, okay. But yeah. to your point, he's rough around the edges, but has this this kind of heart of gold that he's not even aware of, really. Yeah. Like right? My, Michael points out, like the the annoying droid is essentially why Jankum's always referring to himself in the third person, which was a funny tick <laughs> that he just point. developed. And then I also thought this was a funny moment, which was we get the origin of percussive maintenance. <laughs> and, right. um, yes. and I do like that the only one that was like a major hesitation was like the toilet was backing up. And I'm just like, no yes. one is on this <laughs> Who's using it? Who's if it clogged it for a clogged while. It? It's been clogged for a while. What and now to it, this it, it's ostified, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, the the annoying droid was probably one of my favorite, like elements of this episode because it was funny, right? Mm-hmm. It had a, a certain Wally vibe to it, where it was just kind of like you've got this just coming around. Like it was, I thought it was funny. Like that interaction between the droid and Jacob was just kind of like, ah, uh, I'm entertained, right? It was a- it was a good back and forth. It was probably yeah. one of my favorite pieces of the of the whole episode. Uh, I also like that we get Gwen kind of seeing her role in all of this too. Oh yeah, um, which I mm-hmm. thought was an, a nice moment for her character, and I think we've seen a lot of growth from her because I think if this was a few episodes ago, she would have become very like depressive and like hypercritical. But I think she recognizes where her flaws were but has like grown into like a much better person at this point yeah and i've i've got to agree with chupi there was a line in this that was like wow and it was like what happened to your progeny and there was this hesitation and it was she met a boy (laughs) i was like that's an interesting take yeah the diviner seems, at least in the in, at, up until a moment past this, this is the calmest, most rational that mm-hmm. we've seen the diviner. Because typically, it's just this fire and this rage and hate. And you know, I think we've all looked at him as faking, mm-hmm. but 
now that I look back and go, no, we've gotten a different side, a much calmer, a much more rational. And it has me listening to him. And I thought that was a, maybe the most tender moment that we've seen of him. And then it all went away, but it was, yeah. a, it was a moment. I mean, like it, it's, you, you never know about those child labor exploiters. Like sometimes <laughs> they can surprise you with like, you know, with their touch. <laughs> But like, but, wow. but then the, the next thing you know, they go back to having all those children. Let's make sure none of them can speak to each other, and that you're just slave labor. And if you don't work, I make you crazy by looking at this uh, at this person's face. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, you know, I have a lot of sympathy for him. I feel like this bit. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. <laughs> <Not> everybody. <laughs> um. I did like it towards the end. Um, we get to see Hollow Janeway uh, mentions the story about Molly, her dog, which I thought was like a cute little nod for those of us who will remember. But to I'm sure kids, it's just like, oh, she's going to tell us about a dog. Um, but I thought that was a nice little nod to the adults who they all know are watching this show. And then uh, we have Admiral Janeway walking into... Um, the quarters to see um, that the diviner and uh, the vindicator uh, in cahoots. <laughs> well, you you know, Mariah, the thing I loved about that was right before that. And the fact that Janeway's, we get these backstories in this, like, who are these kids? Mm -hmm. And she, she comes to the realization of. These are just you know, kids. These are just kids who've been horribly treated. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to make it. So she's it's she's no longer chasing them, trying to get them and thinking of them as bad people, but she now is understanding who they are. And and I was I would that was a relief because I didn't want that to go on episode after episode after episode. Mm -hmm. I was actually like, okay, great. So they're not the villains in her eyes. They're 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 kids who need to be rescued. For me, like, you know, uh, my takeaway of that was, like, so, so they go to, like, is it the Ensign's room or? Yeah, or... it's the Ensign's. Well, yeah. Yeah. The Ensign's oh. quarters. Yeah. And Janeway just walks in without knocking? <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, I, I go, serves her right. Karate well, chop. Kirk shot to the back of the It's her I, ship. She can do what she wants. I, I guess. But, like, you know, like, it's. That, that's also kind of... for an ensign that doesn't have to sleep in the big bunky quarters <laughs> yeah, i mean just just walk on in i mean that that, that just seemed like i don't know Here, yeah, I don't here's know. my thing <laughs> like have have we not read enough captain captain's logs to know when you're going to confront somebody Bring you someone? should probably bring security. Like, well, I don't know if she stop knew short. that it was going to be that kind of a situation. I think she assumed she was bringing someone because her ensign that she trusts is in there. No, bring bring somebody with a phaser. Like, bring somebody who's trained <laughs> yeah. to, to uh, phaser the, people. This, this is uh, this this is some open carry uh, stuff you're laying down there. <laughs> no, <listen. I'm> not... <laughs> Believe me, I'm not. I'm it's not your own saying, ship. You go, go, go in packing. This is your guns own blazing. <laughs> I'm saying, look, here's what you know. You know that you're going, you have a stranger on your ship that you're starting to suspect is not who you thought they were. And you've got questions. And when you ask, where are they? They are with your ensign. 
You have no idea what's going on for all you know. Maybe they've got your ensign hostage. I'm just saying, you got a security team, right? Maybe you got some Makos. I don't know, but you got you got some security people Makos. on. Makos. Thank you. Like that reference? You, you, you went yes. to Enterprise. I dug. A yes. For those of you who know the pod, I used an Enterprise reference. <laughs> yes, it did. Um, but no, bring some security just to, you know, for backup. Maybe you don't need them. Maybe, you know, but that's their job. This is what they're supposed to do is to come with you when you confront sketchy characters. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, it's a freak. It's a hot freak. Already. It is a hot freak. I feel like it would be uh, remiss if we didn't mention we finally get to see Chakotay and what's going on with Chakotay and his crew. Um, whose first officer is also Aurelian, which I am loving all of the Aurelians that we get in the animated series now. Um, but we see that he is stuck on Solemn in, in the, future. the future. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, so James is going to wait a long time. Yeah. It's a long road, you might it's say. Game from here to there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, Clive. Welcome you <laughs> <me> back. <laughs> Well, at least Mike's not singing. So, <laughs> oh, we, we talked about me singing, right? Because you know. Um, but what did you think of kind of that situation with on Solemn, and and do you think Chakotay? Do you think we're going to get Chakotay back? Essentially, is that possible? I hope not. <laughs> yeah, we're. I mean, I I understand why we're saying that, but more for the actor than the character <laughs> yes what i look at is this is a kid's show right mm -hmm. like you can't introduce a character that they're searching for and then that character is dead <laughs> like you you're well, not gonna do that dead. in the future i'm just saying you're not gonna do that just like so, <laughs> again kids show right because if my kids were watching this and you kill off a character and now my five-year-old is asking me what happened to Chakotay, Dad? I'm, I'm, I'm. Do your kids ask what happened to the Romulans that get tossed off the elevator? <laughs> nice. No. Oh, this, this is this is Rose Clyde night, everyone. Welcome. I hope you bought your tickets. <laughs> Here's the thing about the Romulans, and I thought about this earlier, and this is the the the, the slight difference. We never really see them, right? They never take off that motorcycle helmet. Right. Right. So as far as we're concerned, they're inanimate objects. And I think that's how you can get away with it. Right. You can toss them off a space bridge when it's when they are essentially robots. But the minute you give them a face and a name and a voice, you can't you can't do it. That's true. That's like, um, did y'all watch Power Rangers way back in the day? Do you remember the the the, the, the like muddy putty people? I will not confirm nor deny that I watched the Power Ranger. What's what's embarrassing about watching Power Rangers? No, I it was a classic. It. Rita Repulsa, incredible <laughs> villain. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you know, like I, I love all, all the, you know, like, like you know, the Asian uh, Power Ranger was. What, what color was she again? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The so many things. I mean, hey, whatever. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Jump, you, everyone. Paul's coming in hot. Phaser in hot. <laughs> no, I get it. It's all problematic. Yeah. <laughs> I have no, I have no qualms admitting that the Power Rangers is problematic. But to the point was watching that show as a kid, I'd watch right. them beat the crap out of these inanimate, you know, yeah, absolutely, right? absolutely. You know, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, I'll take it even further back and go pre Power Ranger and go Voltron. Yeah, right? it's the great. same thing. You can kill monsters. 
you can kill robots, but you don't kill people on TV show on kid shows. I don't know. I, I think of Final Fantasy VII. You ever play that? <laughs> Is that a kids thing though? Well, I mean, it 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 was on the PlayStation. It started out that way. Yeah. It, it it was nice and fun, and it was the most tragic thing of. And I'm 20 plus years old at that point. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, I go, wait a minute, what just happened? Is she dead? Are we gonna bring her back? And the answer was like, no, Paul. That's what happens when you're impaled with a sword, and you're like. <gasps> that gasp. I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm 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 coming hot today, guys. I don't know why. Like you know, I love like, it. Bring it. Arrow breaks. Arrow breaks. It's all good. All valid. All enjoyable. Um, anything else to say about preludes? It'll be interesting to see where we go next. Yeah. Yeah. We have. What um, happens to Janeway? I was going to look to see how many episodes we have left in the season here so that we know what is going on. There's a a two-part finale, I know, but we have uh, 20 episodes total. So we have... um, One more episode. Yeah, so in two weeks, we'll be back on the 15th to discuss uh, episodes 17 and 18. And then um we will i have to tbd if i will have internet access on the 29th for us to discuss the finale i will be on an island in canada (laughs) so we'll figure that out and let y'all know (laughs) i mean that or it can be a clyde paul finale extravaganza (laughs) i don't know if we can go without our captain we can't do the finale without you but like those are two words that sound very interesting island i was like go ahead mariah (laughs) Canada in late December. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, no choices. Life, are you making the right life choices? Are you? Hey, are you sure? There's a hot springs resort though on said island, so Love I think it. I'm making Love the it. correct choices. I'm not mad at you. Not mad at you. Can have a take me with you. A wood burning stove, some hot mineral water. It's gonna be great. Hang out with me and Jordan. Me and Jordan can kick it. Take me with you. Yeah, come on up, Salt Spring Island. We're going to have a good time. All right. Um, I think that's it for me. Uh, anything else from y'all? No. Uh, uh, is there anything coming out next year or early? Like, when, when are I think February out? is Picard, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm still, you know, this just like the, uh, I think the uh, uh, Indiana Jones 5 trailer just dropped, mm. you know, and, and watching it, like, oh, after four, you got me again. I guess I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I don't know what uh, four you're talking about, but I have heard that there's Phoebe Waller-Bridge is involved in this potential in, in new one. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, uh, yeah. I think you mean four. I don't acknowledge the existence of yeah, this that's other right, one. That that's right. That, it, it, it's, in, it's in some like uh, storage unit like in the bowels of DC, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I was like, oh, well, you know, it looks really good. And I feel the same way about uh, Picard season three. I go like, I watch a trailer. I go like, ah, dang, damn you got me again. You get me hoping again. So I, I have not seen a Picard trailer. It's I, good. <laughs> you know, uh, Clyde, they're ships. I know, but, <laughs> but you don't understand. We we got the screeners last time. Uh huh. And I watched those first three episodes. 
And Mariah tell you, like, I was bouncing around talking about how great it was and how amazing. Like, I was just like, this is like, they did it. They did it. And then by episode five, I was like, I'm not sure what's going on here. So I'm coming in this time a little bit more measured, less excitable, and more of a wait and see. Let's see how this goes. Because I'm I going, was really excited last I'm time. going in warp nine point nine nine seven. And I'm going, you know, and if I if I hit a supernova, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> so be it. Well, TBD, but we shall finish out Prodigy and then we'll have a little bit of a break before we dive into Picard. Um, but I think that is it for us this week. We will be back on December 15th. Um, talking about the next two episodes of Prodigy. Uh, You can find links to subscribe to the audio version of this. If you're listening to the audio version and you want to check out the YouTube video, you can also find links to that uh, all at StarTrekPod.co. You can also find links to our Patreon. Clyde, where else can people find us on the internet on the platform that still exists? We didn't know it was going to for a few weeks, but um, Twitter's still around. You can find us at Star Trek. uh, At at Star Trek Pod. (laughs) um on twitter mm-hmm. uh and yeah at star trek.co uh i highly recommend checking out our patreon for two bucks mm-hmm. you can two hang two. out with us in the slack two strips two, 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 two latinum pieces uh thanks karen for helping us with social media appreciate you so much um what, karen? We know some people have gone over to like Hive and what's the other one people are going to Mastodon. Mastodon. I'm waiting to just see what kind of prevails is the place people go because as of now, like Hive broke yesterday and it's going to be down for five days or something. So, you know, TBD. You're going to let everyone Thunderdome it and then you just go with the winner? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time. Live long and prosper. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.